Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We have made it to episode 46, and today we are covering Snowfall, season one, episode two, titled Make Them Birds Fly. Um, Today is Sunday, so I don't have too many church announcements, just that We'll drop our Power Book 3 Raising Canaan episode tonight. Um, We'll be on episode 7 with um, Raising Canaan. And if you guys plan on following me on Snowfall, don't forget every episode is on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, um, get that. That's where you can find it at. The cheapest um, version they have is the $5.99 package. The only thing with that is just all them doggone ads. (laughs) The ads kind of get on your nerves, but if that's where, if you haven't been watching it and you know you just want to start and, you know, recap everything with me, that is on Hulu. Um, It comes on FX, but every episode is on there. It's four seasons and we're about to recap them all. That's pretty much it. You know, just Follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice, for IG and Facebook. I'm boring on there, but, you know, I'll start uploading more. I'm just not a big social media person. I don't post a whole lot, but that's where you can find me at. And, you know, you can inbox me. Let me know you know what you think about the pod. If you have any ideas, if it's something that you want me to talk about, topics you like, um, you can always find me on there. You can follow me on my um, Spotify playlists. I made them all public, so you guys can check out my music playlist as well. And that's about that's pretty much about it. So tonight we'll get the Raising Canaan back in. So after you check this out, come back later on tonight, and you can check out my Raising Canaan recap of my opinion of the show. That is pretty much it. I don't want to make this too long because we do have to get into power as well. So let's go ahead and just jump into the show. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So for all of my new people who are just getting into Snowfall, I know it might start off slow where you might be like, oh, I don't know about this. I was talking to one of my cousins yesterday and she was like, I just couldn't get into it. I tried watching it. I'm like, it starts off slow. It's a slow build, but it's necessary because they have to, you know, introduce all of the acting parties who play detrimental in the story. And they have to show you, you have to pay attention to the other parts as well. So it is a slow build, but I promise you, it will take it off. In my opinion, and I support everything 50 does. Like I told you, before my dream is when I am done completing my book, I'm speaking it into existence. I know the sky is the limit. I want to mail my script to 50. Like I, this book I'm writing, is just, I, it, I jump all off into it. I, I think I'm in the book sometimes. Cause it's just like, just, I, I jump into that world when I'm writing. 
But like I said, I support everything 50 does, but I think Snowfall is, is better to me, in my opinion, if it didn't power. Um, power is great, but that, that's just my opinion. So if you're just starting it off, I know it starts off slow, but I promise you, you will get true in. It is so good. It's like, a, you know how I was saying before when we we're covering Raising Canaan, it's like a continuance from Get Rich or Die Trying. When you're covering Snowfall, you know, if you're if you're just now watching it and you can't get into it, watch Boys in the Hood. Get yourself in that mind on, you know, John Singleton's writing. And then, you know, of course, like I've said before, if you like documentaries, please check out Rick Ross documentary. And if you don't have time to watch it, check out my recap on it. But the freeway Rick Ross. So when you get into that, get yourself in that mindset and then go watch it. And it's like a continuance from boys in the hood. It is a really good show for all of my people who have watched it. And you're just coming in here. My recaps on my opinions. You know what I'm talking about? Like this show is just, you know, that. So I just wanted to shout that out. Um, <clears throat> so this is episode two, make them birds fly. It opens up with Franklin. He's like sitting in his room. He's got all his money laying out. Remember, he just made 16 G's real quick in one day um, off one cl off one clientele. Like he just dropped that. So he is sitting in his room in just disbelief. And we get another beautiful monologue. I love monologues and shows, movies as well. And we see Teddy, the music is playing and we see Teddy, he's still looking in it. He's still just in his room looking like he just and lost his damn mind. Like he don't know what he didn't got himself into. We see Gustavo, he's under the hood of his truck. Um, looks like he's working on his truck. That's what it shows us. And then we see Lucia and Pedro, they're out parked somewhere and they're looking at each other like they both know that they fucked up with that plan that they put Gustavo to. And then it goes to the next scene and it's still the beautiful monologue going. We see Franklin, he's sitting at the bus stop and it's just like a lot going on. He's seeing how the, his community, he's seeing everybody walk past. He's at the bus stop with all like the single mothers and women. They're wait, waiting on a bus. We got the old man just sitting there and the baby is crying and Franklin's just looking like, you know, he just has that look and it's a beautiful song playing in the background and he sees a guy pulls up on his motorcycle and Franklin looks at that bag and, you know, that brain goes and he runs, you know, that brain goes to straight. Franklin is the thinker. So he runs straight in the store and he comes out and hops on a bike. So he purchased that motorcycle and he takes off. And then we get to the next scene and we see Teddy and Alejandro. They're um <clears throat> they're going over everything. And Teddy is just, he's taking over full control. This isn't Logan anymore. I'm not your buddy who we can just sit and do a one-two up, up the nose and have some girls over. No. this With Teddy, it was never about drug dealing. It was It's all about business and to stop communism. And he, think he's, he thinks he's doing the right thing for his country with supplying and getting everything done for this war. So Teddy is like a drill sergeant. No, this has to be done this way. No, we're going to move to a warehouse. No, we're not going to do this. And Alejandro is basically not feeling it. So <clears throat> Teddy goes and, you know, he tells him that we got to get a new house and, you know, we got to get into the warehouse. Ali tries to get him to do some coke, like, hey, why don't you just calm down, take a bump? You know, and Teddy like, no, 
this is all business. And Teddy still knows that Alejandro is hiding something from him. He told him it was just Logan in the house when he OD'd. Clearly, he knows that's a lie. He knows about the earring he found and the blonde hair he found. Um, we get into the next scene, and Lucia and Gustavo and Pedro, they're arguing. It was mainly Pedro and Gustavo because they're telling him that he messed up, and they're telling him that they want their money, and... Gustavo is solid. He like, what type of person would set me up to steal from their own family? If you can steal from your family, you can steal from anybody. If you can hurt your family, you'll 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 betray anybody. And Pedro's trying to get all cocky and talking about he'll do this and he'll do that. Pedro, you ain't gonna do shit. And basically, Lucia takes control. She like, Pedro, leave Gustavo up to me and you leave. And <clears throat> that probably was for the best. Pedro takes off with this little hissy fit. And Lucia calms uh, Gustavo down as well. And, you know, they talk business. And then it goes into the next scene. And Ali and Teddy, they go over to crazy-ass Avi house. <laughs> Avi is crazy. He's paranoid. He don't trust Teddy. To, Teddy looked like 5-0, you know. He, you know, and it is the 70s, so a lot of the, he was, it's the 80s, but in the 70s and 80s era, Teddy is dressed like how, you know, George Jung from Blow would have been dressed, you know, but he's just not, he doesn't have that swag. He, he looks like undercover, and Teddy is like, nope, you strip, because you always wanted to be a silent partner. Now you're showing up like, hey, I'm, you know, Reed. And Logan was always the silent guy. Logan never showed his face. So Ali, um, I'm sorry, Avi is like, everybody strip. We all going to strip. We all going to just strip, and I want to see your ass. Let me see your ass. <laughs> and, and Teddy is looking like, what the hell? And out of nowhere, a guy comes from the back, and you, I don't know what happened to him because it never really goes into detail, but he's bleeding from the inside. And Avi, that's where all his attention goes. And he like, deal is over. Get the fuck out. And Ali, you know, he at the end of the day, in his way of thinking is, look, I'm not trying to hear all this. I'm trying to get this money back to the jungle to my people. They need it. And I'll be like, I don't, you know, he doesn't know that. But he like, I don't give a damn. Get out of here. And the deal doesn't happen. So Ali is pissed. Teddy is is just all over the place. Teddy is not built for this at this time. <laughs> and they are but basically butt naked and they take off running and then they all assist the guy. Uh, Ali and Teddy take off leaving and Avi and his boys try to assess the guy who's bleeding. <laughs> oh my God. Avi says, show me ass. I'm like, Avi, Avi is crazy. And he does become one of my favorite characters because he's just hilarious. I love all the scenes with him and Franklin. Um, so after that, they don't make the deal. And, you know, Ali's pissed, of course. And we go to the next scene and we see Lucia and Gustavo. They're walking into like a boxing ring where Gustavo works at. And he wants to know everything. He doesn't have time for games. We can tell Gustavo's going through a lot. It looks like Gustavo at this time is wrestling for money and living out of his truck. And, you know, he takes a liking into Lucia. Pedro is a is an a-hole and very hard to deal with. But Lucia, you know, they already got a little connection. And he wants to know everything. So Lucia ends up telling him, like, look, 
this product we're switching to is better than, you know, Mary Jane, marijuana. And she basically just fills them in as much as she can at the point. And she's like, if you don't trust me, she like, quit your job now and I'll prove it to you. And Gustavo was like, what? Because his boss comes yelling at him. And she said, you can end up, if you come and you work for us and you get into this, you could become a partner. You can end up buying this gym. So pay attention to that gym because the gym does mean a lot to him. And she basically tells him to quit. After that scene, it goes to Alejandro and Teddy. They are arguing and, you know, Ali's pissed off and Teddy knows he's lying too. So Teddy throws up, you know, the girls and the earring he found and Alejandro kind of chastises him. Like, so you really think I would just, what, kill some girls, get rid of their bodies, do this. And, you know, exactly just all this stuff that he probably did do. And Teddy is like, I don't know. But Teddy nails it down. He like, I think he panicked. I think they probably wanted to call the police, ambulance. And he, he's not too far off, right? So Alejandro, he kind of calms down after he sees Teddy is onto him and he takes off. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. And the next scene, Franklin, he walks in and Avi and his boys, they are still trying to save the life of one of his men. And, you know, <laughs> Franklin walk in like, he looking like, what the? He like, look, I, I got your money. I need more keys. And Avi is like, what the, you actually did it? Because, you know, Avi didn't think that Franklin had it in him. So he like, you know what? All right, I need you to do me a favor. Use that slick tongue of yours and take him to the hospital. And no matter what, I do not want any police at this house. You got a chance to save a man's life. And Franklin like, but what about the keys? He like, rule number one, do you really want to get pulled over with all this in here? Come back. So we see from, Avi does have a little bit of trust in Franklin. I mean, he's letting them take one of his men to the hospital. He's fronting them keys at this point. And we see that he has a little liking and trust in him. You know, Franklin showed him heart and he's taking a liking into him. So after he does take the man to the hospital, we don't really know what happens to him. And he gets the keys. He goes over Jerome's house. And when he walks in the door, we see Louie. She's sitting there. Her eye is black. It looks like her and Jerome have been going back and forth. And Jerome is pissed. Like, you see the shit you done pulled her into? And she like, I did it. I wanted to go. And he like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's what they would call toxic today, kids. But back in the day, people argue like that. Let's just keep it real. But in today's world, that would be considered toxic. And um, they are arguing back and forth. And Franklin, like, look, I bought this motorcycle. My mom cannot see it. I got to leave it here. And he tried to even hide the dope there when he see Miss Sissy pulling up in the yard. Louis, when Sissy pull up, everybody get nervous. Louis runs to the back. She don't want Sissy to see her eye like that. Jerome is like, nope, you made, you, you made your bed laying and you hold your own damn book bag. So when Sissy walk in, they all straighten up, Louis in the back hiding. And, you know, she like, hey, baby brother. And she asks Franklin, like, what, she was just going to stand me up? And he like, no, I'm, I'm ready, mama. And she, she goes straight to Jerome. I see you and bought you a motorcycle. And she gets to, you know, coming down on him a little bit. You can tell she's like the mother figure, big sister type. He has respect for her, but she doesn't, she loves him, but doesn't like what he does because she knows he hustles. But she kind of puts everything on him. Like, 
You done bought a motorcycle. She don't even look at Franklin because she look, still looks at him like her innocent son. She don't know he could walk around with keys and his book bag and a car with her and everything. So Jerome, you know, he does cover for him with the bike. And he kind of said something that's true to form. She was like, well, you know, the motorcycles is dangerous. Why would you even buy one? And he like, I guess I just love them too much. But he really was referring to Franklin. He loves him so much. He's covering for him. But he does not take that book bag. So Franklin leaves the bike there. He goes over <clears throat> to help Sissy evict the woman that originally she had gave a few days. She wish she gave her two days to get out the house. But the boss called and Mr. Perkins and said that she had to get out the next day. So when they're over there, she is cussing them out as she should. She was probably just promised a day or two when she's calling sissy a house nigga and everything and sissy like no that's what happened when you don't pay your bills and she's like it's all brooches and everything in here too and that sparks sissy that sparks something in her head because she goes back up that door she has franklin go in the cabinet and she see that she has put a chicken milk bomb in the in the cabinet to bring stuff in the home so this this tenant was not planned and do y'all remember her from lean on me uh she played the little girl i can't think of her name lean on me is one of my favorite movies she was one of mr uh clark's favorites she played on the cosby show malcolm and eddie her her um resume is long she was always a good actress so it was good to see her in there and mr perkins come and he didn't already told sissy what to do and he bring his dumb ass down there and he gotta rub it in their face that he putting them out and what that lady do she take that milk chicken bomb and she throw it at that damn car we got the tennis going off on him we got sissy trying to be captain save a hoe to the boss and Franklin is looking like, you know, he just has that look when he's looking at the projects and he's looking at this landlord coming around like he's big shit looking down on basically all of them. Mind you, when he gets up and, you know, asks Sissy House everything going, he just feels on her, you know, and Franklin's looking like, what the hell? Like he puts his whole hand like on her thigh, you know, like that type that type of shit, you know, that power structure that this white man talked doing her like that, like. It was a lot. And Franklin is not feeling it. He's not feeling the error. He wants more. And it just becomes a big mess. All the tenants keep um, start going after Mr. Perkins, as they should. We see that he buys up a lot of apartments in the ghetto. He doesn't fix them up. And that is that I love. Like I said, I love the authenticity of it because that is what happened. You have rich people who own these projects in the inner cities, overcharging people and then not even fixing them up, not even getting, you know, having rodents all through there and putting them in illegal forms of living, like stuff that should, you know, like weren't getting done, like pa passing, having people come and pass them on inspections when they know they shouldn't be passed, you know, mold and everything else, just ridiculous. So like I said, you got to look at that. That's the realness of it. And it showed you how things were in those days. And we go into the next scene and we see Gustavo. He goes to his truck. And where we thought he was fixing his truck up, he actually hit the money at. And Lucia is impressed. It, this is this impresses her. She gives, um, she she just gives him like a smile, and he gives her all the money. So 
we get into the next scene and Teddy is on the phone. He's getting busy. He's down to business. He's telling them he's need a warehouse and he's giving all the orders of everything they're going to need to run this operation smoothly. And we, we just see what Teddy is about. Teddy is about getting it done. So then we get into the next scene and Sissy is giving Franklin, they're back at home, they're eating. He's eating her onion rings up, honey. She's like, we don't leave my onion rings alone. And she's kind of like giving him grief. Like, why were you at Jerome's house today? I don't want you hanging around there. You know, it's, and then he like, look, ma, I just want to go see my uncle. And at this point, Sissy thinks Franklin is more innocent than what he is. Jerome actually don't want to, I mean, he's selling his weed and all, but he don't really want Franklin doing what he's doing. He don't want him doing it at all. He let him hustle his weed where he can help him, he can watch him, he can make sure he's straight. But the shit he getting into, Jer Jerome can't take care of him like that. So she actually is putting a lot of it on Jerome, but she'll see. And... He walks to the back and he realizes that that book bag of keys is still in the kitchen with mama. Sissy walked to the back and she had a book bag in her hand. <laughs> and she like, what do you got in this thing? And he like, oh, just some books. And, you know, they kind of talk and the, the mood changes when he tells her, like, I seen dad last night. And her, her whole mood changes. So we can see that it's some heavy history that they're not telling us yet. But we see some heavy history with the dad. And she like, how did it look like he was doing? And he like, you know, hard to say. So that leaves us with the open window of something heavy happened. And we go into the next scene and we see Lucia and Gustavo. They go to make the deal. Teddy is nervous as hell, but they make the deal. He come out like he a little hippie. <laughs> he come, he, he does it right. He does it right this time. And him and Lucia, they go on kicking, um, go on, you know, they get it in, you know, they talk and she don't trust him at first. He is nervous as shit. He entered, that's just when we meet Reed Thompson for the first time. So this is when he actually says, I'm Reed Thompson. So, you know, that's his alias name. And he like, I'm sorry about Logan. And she like, is this going to stop the deal? And he like, no. She said, well, it's nothing sorry to be about. And Gustavo's very cautious at first. He doesn't shake his hand. But after the deal trades, they give their 25 keys. And Gustavo ends up shaking Reed's hand. And it just shows you how cautious Gustavo is, how, how he sits back and pays attention and just pay attention to Mr. Gustavo. So after they leave, man, Teddy go, whoo, he is so nervous and can't believe he did it himself. You know, he has his little undercover gear on with the little bell bottoms, the glasses, like he a drug dealer. And, you know, he feeling himself. So Lucia and Gustavo, they goes to where it looks like it's a worshiping service and they walk through the back and it's a group of ladies waiting. And Lucia's like, you guys ready to get to work? As soon as they walk into this private room, Lucia is like strip. They all get taken, all the women get to taken off of their clothes, which is something we've seen in multiple movies where if you about to cook it up or, you know, bag it up, let it break it down, you have to be butt naked so they can make sure you're not stealing from them. So that is very common. <laughs> um, after that, Lucia breaks down the damn game to Gustavo because she like, look, this is when we find out why they stole from Pedro's father. They stole from Pedro's father 
And remember, they're Mexican, right? So this is where we're going to go into Narcos, Mexico. Remember Narcos, Mexico, before the Sinaloa cartel got into the Colombians' business with them, they were only doing what? Weed. So Lucia's Mexican. They from Mexico, they're from Mexico. And their family has been in the business for over 20 years of weed. They're a big marijuana cartel themselves out of their family with her brother, I mean, with her uncle, Pedro's father, and her dad. Pedro and Lucia, they see the game for where it's going in the 80s, and they, it's 83, so they're trying to break off and start their own of going, switching a product to cocaine. And with that being said, they needed the front money from from the father and they knew that they wouldn't get it. So that's was the plan, even though it was dumb as hell, but that was the plan. So now that they have the money and they were able to purchase the keys from Gustav, I mean, from Teddy and Ali, Lucia just goes ahead and she, she breaks everything down to Gustavo. She like 25 kilos. That's roughly 55 pounds, 880 ounces, 25,000 a gram. She said, you cut it modesty. It's still the purest thing coming off of the border. And that is because of where they were getting it from. It was the purest and it was the cheapest because where they were getting it from and what the purpose of the money was going to fund the war. It's very important. She like it's a hundred dollars a gram, but it's still a better deal. The dealers get ten percent. The processors get a thousand a day for the silence and the loyalty. So she is breaking it down. She like you know the church that we're running running out of. They get a percentage. Then you gotta put in all the factors of the rubber bands, the plates, the paper bags, the fuel. She said then it's gonna be ten thousand a load. And after all expenses paid, it's still. million dollars so you know after that she like that's why they want to leave the business it's a better product better faster money so Pedro after you know she gives us that good old speech and I'm like okay Lucia Hill you know here come Pedro cocky ass he shows up let's go and she like well did you hear about Logan? Tell me about it later. Wrap up. Ladies, you're done for the day. And Lucia like, no, 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 they're they not done. Uh, ladies, keep your clothes off. Keep working. Gustavo can watch them. We can go. And Pedro is not feeling it because he want to keep, he, he want everything to be about him. But we see Lucia is the one with the brains. Pedro, what is he even there for? Lucia is the one with the brains, honey. And Gustavo really is all she needs. But you know, they family and all, but Pedro, he, he messed up a lot of stuff and she like, let's go. So she, he's pissed. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) But, uh, so Gustavo stays in charge and you know, the ladies stay getting busy. So it goes back to Teddy and Teddy's adrenaline is going because he made one deal and got through it. He think his ass can go back to Ivy's now by himself. And Ali, like, you going by yourself? And he like, yep. Like, good luck. So Teddy goes back to Avi. And now, you know, after they done got his mans to the hospital, Avi and his boys, they playing bowling in the house. 
They letting the bowling balls hit the the bottles of uh, bottles of I don't know what it was, just bottles. It was a champagne liquor, I don't know. But they they having them a good old funky time, honey. Reminding us of how in Narcos Mexico, Rafa and his boys from the Sinaloa used to get down in the mansion. Like they they have no respect. <laughs> and like I said, I love Avi. He is so funny. So him and Avi, you know, they walk outside and you know. Teddy plays on plays with him a bit. He like, you know, about our agreement earlier, I made up my mind and, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. I don't want to do business with you. And I'd be like, hold on, what? <laughs> so he like, what do you mean? And he like, first of all, you had me butt naked. You know, you had a gun up to my face. That's not how I do business. And they basically come to an understanding. Avi still lets him know, like, I don't trust you, but they um, come to an understanding and an agreement. So it goes into the next scene. And well, with that, let's just say Teddy put on an Oscar Award performance acting like he was a coke dealer, honey. He did a good job there. <laughs> but Franklin, the next scene, we see him walking home and he runs into Mel, Melanie. And what is Melanie doing, guys? She is sneaking out the house. And I just want to, I keep putting emphasis on Mel and I'm, it's going to make sense later, but Mel, she's already doing stuff that she shouldn't be doing. Okay. Last episode, she was trying to sneak beer and, you know, now she's, we see she's sneaking out the house when her dad is at work. She's trying to invite Franklin in and Franklin like, hell no. And he's like, I'm scared of your dad. So I keep putting the emphasis on that for a reason, but you know, they're walking, flirting with each other and she like, you know, I know you sell weed and she's trying to be funny and snatches his bag and all the coke falls out. And Franklin is pissed. And she like, what is that? What is that? Because it's still eighties and a lot of people don't know what it is yet. And he like, you play too much. Damn, damn you playing too much. And you know, more he's like, really, he's mad, but he more nervous. Don't want nobody to see that. And they're in front of his house. So he hurry up and put everything back in his bag. And he like, go home, Mel. You know, family matters when they say, go home, Steve. <laughs> They're like, go home, Mel. So Mel go home. Her little feelings is hurt. Because, you know, her and Franklin, they got a little thing. But she was playing too damn much, okay? So we go into the last scene with the Lucia and her crew. And we see it's the big meeting. And we see Pedro's dad is the big shot there. We see... Lucia's dad, he's kind of silent, but he's one of the bosses as well. And, you know, <clears throat> Pedro's dad is like, I've been in this business for over 25 years and nobody has ever sold from me. He's like, this came, they knew where to go, how to get in, where the money was hitting. This was an inside job. And the only people who knew all this stuff was the people in this room. And my man who got killed by Gustavo, they bring his brother brutally beat up where they done tortured him and poor him. He don't know shit about this. And Pedro and Lucia are nervous. So when um, <clears throat> the meeting is over, Lucia and her dad walks out. And we see that he's sick. And we see that he says, how are you still enjoying the business? Because Lucia's dad is very smart. And he's, he, 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 can, he knows his daughter. So he asks her, like, are you still enjoying the business? She really doesn't give him an answer. And then her and um, Pedro, 
they talk and she like, do you really think your dad, if he finds out he'll kill us and Pedro gives her that look like he's scared as shit. And we see Pedro for what he is. He's a scared little boy who's under, you know, when your dad has a lot of power, you don't necessarily have a power, but you try to use your dad's power to get what you want. We see that all in Pedro. So it goes into basically the final scene. And Franklin goes into Claudius. And he going in there, he want to make one more, you know, another trade. And Claudia kind of got to let him know, like, looks, I'm not a drug dealer. I do this stuff to make everybody happy in the world we have in here. She said, but, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll break you off this. And he like, that's not what we talked about. And she like, well, I can compensate you in other ways. You know, you see all, you see all the girls in here. They like, they like the bird man. And he like, that's, I don't want them. I'm not interested in that. So Claudia says, she looks and she's like, oh, so you all about the money. And he like, that's right. So she gets up. She's like, okay. And we see two guys walk in, got the little mean mugs on. Always got to watch out for guys like that. And Claudia goes over there and she talks to them. She talks to them, okay? So as Claudia is talking to them, she eases herself back over there. They make the trade. Franklin is happy like literally you know he, he just made 16 G's off of her last time and he just went in and made the same deal so Franklin is you know he like damn this shit too easy but come on guys it's the drug game that is it ever that easy is it ever that easy he walks out to his little motorcycle he's taking his time to start that little thing up and then we see a car creeping on up on him and we see it's the two guys. So they get out, hey, homie, where you from? And before Franklin can say anything, they get to beat Franklin ass. I mean, and we, we going to see Franklin get his ass beat a little bit, a lot in the, in the first season, you know. But I'm like, damn, leave, leave him alone. You, you know, okay, don't hit him no more, you know. <laughs> I felt bad for Franklin because, I mean, they beat the hell out of Franklin. And I'm like, these two just assholes, you know. And at this point, we don't know. If Claudia set him up, because remember, Claudia was just having a conversation with these fools and they already walked in me mugging like that's their spot. Like that's where they normally at. And as soon as she had that conversation with them, they get to me mugging Franklin and they beat the shit out of Franklin. I hell I wanted to go help him. I was going to get beat up too, though. <laughs> but I, I just felt bad for Franklin. But I liked it that because it shows you can't no everyday man just go jump into that business and just come up like that is it's, it shows you each side of the game and I like that because most of the time in a lot of these shows they'll just show somebody jumping in and making it look like it's so easy and then they just become the man of their city and expansion and the girls and they just show so much but I like how John Singleton is bringing the realness of it and we see we see Franklin's falls so that's good, but get if, if if that hurts you, just get ready to see more Franklin getting his little butt beat. <laughs> but that was the end of it, and it ended with that. Um, so I do hope you guys enjoyed my review. I will drop Raising Caning tonight. Season episode three with Snowfall. Be warned if you're new, if you're you're just catching on. I mean, if you're just watching and you already watched it all, you know what I'm talking about. But out of this whole show, episode three, I hate the most. I kind of don't even want to watch it again, but I got to watch it so I can take all my notes. <laughs> but episode three, I hated it to where I almost didn't watch it anymore. Um, but it, it was necessary. Um, so we'll do episode three tomorrow. I'll watch it and ugh, 
go through all those emotions again and take my notes and i will drop episode three tomorrow but check me out tonight we'll do raising canaan and see how um how that's going uh, episode seven i haven't watched it yet i'll probably check it out soon because i do have some other couple outings i have to go to later so i'm gonna try to watch it real quick go jump on a treadmill and watch it while i am you know kind of multitask work out and watch it and take my notes and then we'll record tonight so i do hope you guys enjoyed this recap i hope you guys have a beautiful sunday out there and on that note it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.